Good day, Crime Talk aficionados. My name is Scott Reich, and we have a great show for you today for January 10th, 2024. First, Jennifer Dulos is officially dead, just in time for the trial of the woman accused of helping photos Dulos kill her. If you can post a $750,000 bond, I don't think you qualify for court-appointed counsel. This is so much against the law, but I kind of respect him for trying. Now, um, our first contestant for the Mother of the Year for 2024 has begun. We'll bring it to you. Would you let this guy around your kids? And then our dumb criminal of the day. Let's talk about it. Hi, lawyer. Lawyer. Good day, everyone. My name is Scott Reich, and this is Crime Talk. Thanks for joining us. You know the drill. Subscribe if you haven't. Like if you do. Leave me a comment below and hit that little bell for notifications. And yes, you can listen to us anytime on any of your favorite podcasting apps. All right, let's go ahead and get to it. First, let's talk about last night, though. Thanks for joining us. We had a great live show. Uh, people said we were on fire. We discussed Gypsy Rose, gave her and her husband uh, Ryan some fashion tips. We discussed the fashion crimes that have taken place in courtrooms every day and that how these crimes against humanity need to stop. It was a fun show, so go check it out if you're unable to join us last night. All right, first on the docket today, Michelle Traconis. Her trial begins tomorrow. Who the heck is Michelle Traconis? Well, she's the woman, the girlfriend of Photos Dulos, who was accused of killing his wife, Jennifer Dulos, but he killed himself. So now Michelle Traconis, the girlfriend, is left holding the proverbial bag in this case. So the trial will hinge on whether she assisted her former boyfriend, Mr. Photos Dulos, um, carrying out a plan to kill his estranged wife back in May of 2019 and then hide her body, perhaps in small little pieces. So as you may recall, Jennifer Dulos has never been found, but she was conveniently uh, found and presumed dead by the court just yesterday, just in time for the trial. I guess that takes away that she must have ran away. She was the gone girl, right? Well, no. So what do we expect? Well, there's a guy that's going to be a, a witness. His name is Paul L. P A W E L Jiminy. G U I M E N N Y. Common spelling. You pronounce it. Anyway, he apparently owned the red pickup truck that investigators believe was used by Photos Dulos in a plot to kill his wife. And uh, he's apparently going to take the stand in the Traconis file. And he has an agreement for complete immunity of any criminal charges. So back in 2019, um, the attorney for this gentleman was granted uh, immunity to testify in the case uh, by the uh, state attorney general's office. However, the attorney for the gentleman said his clients receive formal immunity uh, when he testifies, but I don't think that it's necessary because he didn't do anything wrong. But it's nice to have can't dis disagree with the attorney's advice there at all. Even if your client did do nothing wrong and they're offering immunity, take it just in case he says something weird on the stand. Anyway, this uh, Mr. Gimini, he's uh, listed of about 250 other potential witnesses who have been listed and may be called 
to testify at the trial. Now, as you recall, Photos Dulos, coward, died by suicide back in January of 2020 while facing murder, kidnapping, and other charges as it relates to his uh, uh, ex-wife's or soon-to-be ex-wife's uh, disappearance. Now, the attorney for Ms. Traconis, um, he has filed a lot of motions questioning everything from comments or assertions made by the uh, prosecutors, the police, uh, during questioning of his clients, uh, disappearance of the cell phone evidence gathered during the investigation. He has challenged everything. She's getting her money's worth, all right? And yes, obviously, Mr. Conus has pled not guilty. That's why we're going to have a trial, and the jury's going to decide whether she is guilty of conspiracy to commit murder, tampering with evidence, and hindering the prosecution. Now, the uh, attorney slash friend of Photos Dulos, a guy by the name of Kent Mahini, is also on the witness list, and he's pled not guilty to conspiracy to commit murder and also uh, plans to take his case to trial. Now, as you may recall, the attorney, we thought at one point, was actually going to testify against him, like they'd resolved it. Apparently not. He obviously has a right against uh, self-incrimination, and I doubt they'll be giving him immunity either. Do you remember the attorney for photos, Dulos, the guy named Norm Pattis, kind of a flamboyant uh, guy who likes the, uh, the uh, cameras in front of him? Anyway, he's also listed um, as a prosecution witness, although he agreed in a 2021 uh, civil settlement uh, with the family of uh, Jennifer Dulos's uh, family not to discuss Jennifer Dulos and her disappearance for 40 years after making some uh, controversial comments about the case. Gee, did that settlement include when you're forced to testify? I don't know. I doubt he'll be called because most of it, let's face it, is attorney-client privilege. So um, the thing where it gets tricky for Traconis and Mahini, the attorney slash friend who's also charged, that they were apparently in Photodulos's home office in uh, Farmington, Connecticut, when the call came through, um, according to the arrest warrants. Call being uh, specifically um, right before uh, uh, Jennifer Dulos uh, went missing. So like I said, we're going to try to bring this trial to you tomorrow. Um, we're going to keep up on it. It's very interesting. Has some good lawyers, both on the uh, state and the defense side. It's going to be a knockdown, drag them out trial. All right, next. If you can afford a $750,000 bond, I don't think you should get court-appointed counsel. Tell me if I'm wrong. So a Nevada judge has set bail in the amount of $750,000 for the former gang leader, also known as Dwayne Keefe D. Davis, who's charged with orchestrating the killing of Tupac Shakur back in 1996, saying that he can serve house arrest with electronic monitoring ahead of his trial on the murder charge. The court-appointed attorneys for old Mr. Davis told the reporters outside the uh, courthouse after the hearing that the judge's decision that they believe Davis can post that amount, and they had asked, obviously, for bail not uh, more than $100,000, and noted that the uh, judge uh, demands a uh, preparing a defense based upon two decades of evidence may require postponement of the current jury trial date. Wow, I need to find judges like that. Judge, let my client out because otherwise he's just going to have to sit and linger in custody until we get up to speed for that. Wow, that, that has never, ever been a factor that I think I've seen a judge consider. 
Anyway, the district attorney expects the court to also hold what they refer to as a source hearing to determine the legitimate means of money posted to post the bail to make sure it was legally obtained. I've never seen one of these done, at least in my practice, but apparently they used to be quite the rage back in the 80s down in Miami when there was so much drug money running around that attorneys would literally be showing up with hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars in cash from uh, drug clients. And then the IRS tried to seize it and the DOJ would take the money, et cetera. So um, we'll see uh, where the money was obtained. Usually the judge will say, none of my business. He posted it. He's on the hook. If he doesn't show up, the state gets the $750,000. Now, Mr. Davis does not have a new trial date yet, but there is a status conference set for the 20th of February. Now, the prosecutors in their failing argument stated that Mr. Davis has never left the gang life and that his 15 years of admissions about his role in uh, the death of Shakur um, shows he is guilty of murder and jailhouse phone calls back in October suggest that he possesses a threat to witnesses. The prosecutor also noted that Mr. Davis has consistently admitted to being the architect of the murder. So the defense attorneys for Mr. Davis argued that if this was such a strong case and that Mr. Davis was such a threat to the uh, community for the last 15 years, why did it take 15 years to arrest him? And the prosecutors were wrong in their interpretation of the jailhouse calls and a list of names provided to uh, Davis's uh, family, apparently on that call referring to the witnesses. The, um, the defense uh, lawyers said it's Davis and his family that are actually at risk. And hey, not to mention their client is 60 years old, in poor health, and actually battling cancer, which fortunately is in remission. And uh, he's not going to flee anywhere because he's not going to, he wants his trial apparently. And like I said, if his guilt was so overwhelming, why didn't they arrest him 15 years ago? The court kind of tended to agree, let him out $750,000 bond, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to know that if you save your pennies um, being a drug slash gang dealer, when the time comes, you can come up with $750,000, which brings me to my point of if you can pay that, um, you shouldn't be getting court-appointed counsel, private court-appointed counsel, might I add. If he can post that, he can go pay for his own attorneys. As you remember, the private attorneys didn't show up because Mr. Green didn't show up. And we can't do anything without Mr. Green showing up. That's why Ross Goodman didn't get on the case. All right, next on the docket. Okay, this is so much illegal, so illegal. But I kind of admire the guy, okay? I mean, you can't go around harming people, all right? But I kind of like his style. So a National Guardsman from uh, North Carolina allegedly tried to hire a hitman and purchase multiple guns in uh, somewhat of a plot to kill the man who fatally struck his mom's car nearly eight years ago. So this kid, 22 years old now, Rhett Barlow, was arrested at uh, Fort Liberty there in North Carolina on January 6th for solicitation to commit first-degree murder of Donald Calder Jr. Now Barlow, the kid, allegedly tried to hire a hitman on November 28th of 2023 to kill Calder, according to the arrest warrant. The same day he attempted to hire the hitman, Barlow purchased an AR-15 uh, rifle with a second gun. He also requested a transfer with his army unit to a post closer 
to Calder. Now, Mr. Calder was involved in a fatal motor vehicle crash that claimed the life of Barlow's mother, Michelle. Now, Calder was driving a dump truck at the time when he failed to slow down and slammed into the back of Michelle Barlow's minivan, killing the mother of two back in March of 2016. Calder was then 29 at the time. He was arrested and charged with misdemeanor death by a motor vehicle. He pled guilty about 10 months later after he was originally charged and received a suspended sentence with 12 months of probation. Now, the police believed that driver fatigue and distraction caused the fatal crash, nothing involving alcohol or anything along those lines. So Barlow, who is at Fort Liberty for uh, training with the North Carolina uh, National Guard, um, has been uh, a guardsman since about 2019. Anyway, he was taken into custody by the U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Division and handed over to the state police. He's been booked in for first-degree murder, uh, felony charge, and is at the uh, detention center on a $1 million bond. Do you think he's going to make a $1 million bond? Maybe unless there's a GoFundMe page. I don't know. Anyway, the man whom uh, Barlow attempted to hire will not be charged as he reported Mr. Barlow to the police. Now, during his initial uh, court appearance on Monday, the judge ordered Mr. Barlow to remain in jail on that million-dollar bond as well as undergo a mental assessment. So we'll have to wait and see. His next scheduled court date is uh, January 29th. All right, so what, what have we said here, ladies and gentlemen? Um, anytime you're going to uh, think you're going to go hire somebody to kill somebody, 99% of the time it's a cop. Or I guess in this 1%, they call the cops because everybody talks a big game until they actually have to go do it. That's when it gets real. So we'll give him the presumption of innocence. And I won't say it again. We are not encouraging anyone to do it. But I mean, you get it. You kill your mom when you're a young kid. You want to get the guy. You don't think he's been punished enough. It sounds like something movies are made of, doesn't it? I don't know. Um, We'll have to continue to follow that case. All right. A, a mother of the year contested for 2024, and it's only January 10th. So uh, a mother has been accused of secondary murder and child abuse after she left her two young children alone. And guess what? One of them overdosed on children's Tylenol. Please meet Sarah Lachey Harris. Now at 24, she was arrested last week after leaving her infant and 17-month-old toddler alone for 37 hours to go have a sexual encounter and go out clubbing. So on July 30th, um, apparently uh, police arrived at the Harris home at around 940 after a one-month-old infant was reportedly found unresponsive and not breathing. Needless to say, the fire department arrives and they find the baby lying on a mattress in the home's living room. The infant was pronounced dead shortly thereafter. Later at the scene, Ms. Harris told investigators that her newborn had been fussy the night before and that she had given the child some food and painkillers until uh, they went down to sleep. She then told the officers that she awoke the following morning and left for just a few minutes before requiring assistance to get back inside because she didn't have a key to the house. Once back in her home, Harris said she noticed a blanket over the baby's face and that the baby was unresponsive. She then called her parents, who then called the police. Now, it's not clear the condition of the 17-month-old was at that particular time. However, after reviewing security camera footage, guess what? The police discovered that Miss Harris perhaps wasn't completely accurate and truthful in her statement. She had told the police that she had gone to the corner market and returned about an hour later. Because that's okay, apparently, right? To leave a 17-month-old alone for 
an hour? No, never, 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 never. And that's what the video footage proved. The baby's body, they said, was also significantly colder than the temperature of the apartment. According to the arrest affidavit, leaving detectives to believe the infant had been dead much longer than the mother was actually describing. Now, a bottle of children's Tylenol was also found at the scene, as was a baby bottle filled with milk that had a pinkish hue and a red liquid in it, the nipple of the bottle, which seemed to be the drug. The arrest affidavit also described Harris uh, as saying that the uh, surveillance footage allegedly showed the 24-year-old leaving her residence on Friday and not returning until Sunday morning. Harris ultimately admitted to law enforcement that she had given her children Tylenol and melatonin prior to abandoning them for the 36 hours. Following her arrest last week, the mother confessed to using drugs and alcohol while she was out of the house. Shocking. But she noted that uh, she became upset when she realized she had been away for such a long time. The affidavits also show that the infant died due to a mixture of causes that included some really big long name that, of intoxication and the uh, just happened to be the active ingredient in a children's Tylenol. Mother of the Year contestant, ladies and gentlemen. Mother of the Year. Next on the docket, would you let this guy near your kids? I hope not. What have we always said, ladies and gentlemen? Where are all the sex offenders? Wherever all the children are. That's right. Remember that. You heard it here first. We warn you, we warn you, we warn you, but nobody ever does anything about it. Anyway, a now former Connecticut elementary school teacher has reached an agreement with the prosecutors to avoid a substantial prison sentence over allegations that he was inappropriately touching numerous young girls who were his students over the years. So please meet James Eschert. He's 53 and an elementary school teacher. Well, guess what? He received a suspended sentence in the New Britain Superior Court after accepting a little bit of uh, culpability on a uh, count of risk of injury to a minor, which is a felony. He was previously charged with five such counts, as well as two misdemeanor counts of sexual assault in the fourth degree, and could have been sentenced to over 50 years behind bars. So I think he got a pretty good deal. And he pled no contest, but that's basically treated as um, a guilty plea because you're saying, I'm not saying I did, I'm not saying I didn't, but I think there's sufficient evidence that I will be convicted at trial, AKA, it's referred to as an Alford plea. Anyway, so how did we get here with Mr. Eschert? Well, let's go back in time to January 24th of 2022. What did he allegedly do? Well, one girl alleged that Mr. Eschert, the elementary school teacher, frequently rubbed her shoulders and touched her breasts over her clothing to make sure that she was wearing a bra. Other students alleged that the then teacher often invited girls to sit on his lap and forced girls to stay inside with him during recess when all the other kids were outside playing. Mr. Eschert then also allegedly took sexualized photos of the girls while they were in school. A camera recovered by the police said they at least revealed 26 inappropriate images several of which pictured allegedly uh, had close-ups of the young female's groin area while she was performing a cartwheel. Uh, three images there were taken at ground level showing a female student seated in a manner which was exposing her groin and her underwear. One girl even said that Mr. Eschert would often give girls papers to uh, decorate underneath his desk 
while he was positioning his genitals in her face or another girl's face. This is all according to the rest affidavit, ladies and gentlemen. You can't make this stuff up. That same girl said that uh, her teacher would then sometimes touch himself over his clothing. Other students said that Mr. Eschert was a big hugger, but only with the girls. Now, there were several other educators arrested in this because guess what? They swept the whole thing under the rug when these allegations came forward and they tried to protect Eschert. Mr. Eschert should have gone to prison, ladies and gentlemen. That is so wrong. And I doubt that Mr. Eschert had such a drive to be um, at the cutting edge of early childhood education, that that's why he's devoted his life to being around those young children on a daily basis. I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay? I've had clients like Mr. Eschert. Be afraid, ladies and gentlemen. They go where the kids are. Please go to crimetalksearch.com, sign up for a background subscription service. You'll be happy you did. If there's anyone out there you were ever curious about, what was in their background, now is the time to do it. If you're gonna get involved with somebody, now is the time to do it. When you go to crimetalksearch.com, you put in the name, literally millions of public records are searched and a report is generated. And it's gonna give you a report. If they have multiple social media accounts, you're gonna find it. If they have multiple phone numbers, multiple email addresses, it's gonna be found. And more importantly, you're going to get information regarding criminal history. Hopefully the person you're searching has none whatsoever, but if it's there, it's going to be found. You're going to get everything you'd want to know, whether you're going into business or whether you're going into a personal relationship, you're going to be able to find out the information you want to know. So go to crimetalksearch.com, sign up today. You'll be happy you did. Next, our dumb criminal of the day. Hey, what'd you get your dad for Christmas, Christina Granados? I punched my dad in the head because we had an argument on Christmas morning about the beeping sound that was coming from his oxygen machine. That's right. That's what Christina Granados got her dad for Christmas. And guess what she got? Arrested. And Miss Granados did get arrested because she admitted to striking her dad when questioned by the police who called about 5 a.m. Um, to the home as, as a result of the dad calling because he'd been assaulted. Uh, the victim told the officers that they had argued about the daughter, about the oxygen machine, making a beeping sound before his daughter, Ms. Granados, punched him in the left side of the head on Christmas morning. Merry Christmas, Dad. You better stop that beeping if you know what's good for you. Anyway, Miss <laughs> Granados' version was, hey, we had a little quarrel over his oxygen machine and do the way that her father was speaking to her. Anyway, she was arrested, a felony assault charge because it was an at-risk of victim because her dad was over 65. So she got to spend Christmas in jail and now she posted a bond of a thousand bucks, but guess what? She can't go home to dad, who's got the beeping oxygen machine. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's all we have for you today. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next time on Crime Talk. Crime Talk.